welcome to the first episode of Generation Female. Today I'll be talking to the incredible Lilia Becker from Pennsylvania. Lilia actively promotes the participation of women in STEM through several leadership roles and projects, including her nonprofit organization called Code with Lilia, as well as being a keynote speaker for Microsoft. Lilia does this in order to inspire young girls to achieve their dreams in STEM. This fall, Lilia will be attending the University of Chicago. Hi, Lilia. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So first, I wanted to ask you about what you consider your most rewarding project, which is your organization, Code with Lilia. Can you tell me a little more about it and one prompt in what prompted you to create it? Yeah. Um, so in when I was like in uh, middle school, so probably in like sixth grade, um, I took um, a class on uh, Scratch, which is uh, block-based uh, coding. Um, so it, it's like to introduce uh, younger kids to coding. And I really enjoyed it. So I ended up uh, taking a summer course um, at Villanova University at um, that uh was on Scratch and then JavaScript. And I really liked that too, but I kind of, after um, my first day there, I remember kind of just looking around and realizing that I was like one of two girls in the whole class. And um, that really stuck with me. So then um, I kind of was able to more pinpoint like where that uncomfortability came from and uh, kind of see the larger issue. And I wanted to like take action and do something about it. Oh, so would you consider that like your point of inspiration? Yes, for sure. Just like kind of that, that was definitely like the inspiration for me because, you know, being like one of the only girls in the classroom, especially when you're younger, like, yeah. you know, it's like hard to make friends and things like that. It's like, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable experience for um, in some situations. Yeah, so you started Code with Lilia when you were in high school, but when did your passion for coding and computer science really begin? For, for me, it definitely began in those classes, um, and it was just something that I really enjoyed. And I guess, like, especially when it was, like, with my school, like, I kind of noticed how into it I was compared to the other kids in the classroom, and I realized it was something that I really liked doing. Okay, that's nice. So what's, so your organization, Code with Lilia, what's different about it than the other organizations that are out there? Like, for example, Code with Classy? Um, so I guess what's unique about uh, Code with Lilia is that it's targeted for middle school girls. And um, the point of, uh, which is like different than some of the other organizations are like, I think Code with Classy is for um, like more high school age girls. But um, the real point of Code with Lilia isn't really to teach girls necessarily like how to code or like large amounts of coding. It's to give them a really positive experience with coding at a younger age so that when they're older, they feel like more inclined and they're um, excited to go out and take those classes when they're presented to them. So that, you know, when a girl walks into the room, she's not one of two girls. There's like I don't know, like eight other girls in the classroom that have had this positive experience and are all really excited to learn it together. Yeah, I really like that, like the exposure from a very young age. It's like, it's bound to benefit them when they're growing up. 
Yeah, for sure. So you were only a high schooler when you started the organization. So how did you find enough time to invest in this project? Um, So I guess that's like a big question. I think especially for like, uh, you know, high schoolers, uh, like these days, just because like the whole college process as well. And like you have Mm -hmm. to keep your grades up and things like that. Um, But I think like what's really important is just instead of, you know, trying to do everything, picking like a few things that you're really passionate about and doing those things, because first of all, like you're going to do so much better at it. You're going to be able to achieve so much more. Um, And you're also not going to like overwhelm yourself. So like doing a few things more in depth is way better than doing like, I don't know, like 10 activities or something like that. Um, so cause I was so passionate about it, like it didn't feel like I was taking away time from anything else. Yeah, I can say that from experience cause I'm, I just finished my sophomore year and there's so many kids that are trying to do everything that's there is at school. But if you, I agree, like if you take something that you're passionate about, then you'll definitely find enough time for it. Yeah, exactly. So did you face any other hurdles while you were creating your organization? Um, so it was definitely difficult because, um, for especially like finding ways to reach people was really hard. And then like getting that initial momentum, like now it's a lot easier for me because, um, you know, doing one thing opens up so many more opportunities and, um, but getting that initial motive, like initial start was hard, but I realized that if I, um, worked with other existing organizations, that I would be able to like amplify my impact. So, cause my goal isn't necessarily to like build up code with Lilia to be this huge organization. It's just to make as much of an impact as I can. So I found that like working with other people and working with other organizations was the way to like truly have a bigger impact and like the rest of the stuff would come. Oh, okay. So this world, like, that we live in now because of COVID-19, have you had to make any adjustments to your organization to like accommodate with all the girls that participate in it? Yeah, so um, I definitely am taking the whole uh, coronavirus situation very seriously. Uh, I actually have not left my house um, in, I would say about four months. So um, I'm staying (laughs) home and I really believe in social distancing. I think that's a huge thing. Um, but also it's like still important to give like girls things to do during this time and like, uh, give them access. So, uh, coming up, I'm, I'm actually doing like an online summer camp type situation, a Python camp. So that, um, yeah. So just transitioning to an online platform, I haven't done it yet. So I, I mean, I think it will go well, not worried, but that's, um, you know, just like doing um, and making the most of it, because I think even now more than ever, it's like more needed because of, you know, people want something to do. So yeah, and it's like, we're all isolated. and It's hard to find motivation, like for everyone. Yeah, for sure. So how did you reach out to the girls and get them involved in your um, project? So um, definitely for me, just being a part of so many organizations now, it has been like what's been super helpful with that um, because, you know, they all have their own base of girls and just working with them was what made it so effective for me. Um, I definitely had a lot of help. I 
when I was um, also in middle school, I participated in uh, this program called the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. And um, the woman who like ran the program uh, became so helpful for me. And her name is Ellen Fisher. And she, she like, I like truly like, I don't know, like I so helpful, like in every <laughs> aspect. So she was a huge help in just like helping me, you know, get things like I got an NBC interview, like all those types yeah. of things and like getting it out there was all um, largely thanks to her. She was very helpful. Yeah, I actually have a question about mentors and whether they're important or not coming up later. Yeah. So in addition to your promotion of Girls in STEM, I know that you have like a lot of leadership positions in many different organizations. And like we're both part of the National Girls Collaborative Project, the advisory board for it. And I've only joined very recently. So can you tell me some of your some of the things you do as part of the NGCP's board? Yeah, so um, I've been on it for a while now. Um, and that's like been, you know, another one of those resources that I've found super helpful to me. Um, so I've like done things in like, I've done, I think, two blog posts. Um, and I've also I, I participated in like the Glamour Girls project that they did and created a 3D printed like cookie cutters um, to make like uh like coding cookies I guess would be how you could describe it but um I think working with them has been super cool because you know that's like another chance to like meet new girls like we're both on the board stuff like that and being able to um kind of reach people that you otherwise wouldn't be able to so as part of that organization do you guys mainly focus on like the science and math part of it like coding and computer science or is it like all areas of STEM? Oh, that is definitely like all areas of STEM, especially like on the calls, like, and you hear what all the girls are interested in. It's like so different. Uh, But I think that's like part of the really cool, the really cool, one of the really cool things about it, because I'm really interested in science too. So yeah, it's such a wide field of study too. Yeah. So you're also part of the youth advisory board at Harvard, Harvard Graduate School. And that's a great leadership role. So can you tell me more about how like you got accepted and what you do as a board member for it? Yeah, so um, the board, basically, um, you get accepted and it's a one year like term on it. So I did mine last year. But um, so technically, I'm not on it anymore. But um, uh-huh. it's, uh, they do projects. So it's like different separate projects. And you're in a group of people. Um, and like within this big group, they put you off into subset groups and you do, each of you do the same project, but you're in your own school community trying to benefit your community. Um, and it was definitely like unique to what I've like, you know, like the STEM things and stuff I've been doing to promote women in STEM, but they definitely like taught a lot about like how to like go and communicate with like administration and things like that uh, to get stuff done. Um, And I guess, like, to get into it, I think, you know, if you just, like, show passion and, like, intimately interested in something, like, people want you to be a part of it. I think it's just making sure that, like, your um, goals are, like, genuine with it and that you really are interested in doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's amazing. But can you tell me a little more about what impact, like, it had in your community or school? Yeah, so... um, 
basically the project was um, we went to our lower school, uh, our lower school, and we um, kind of asked each uh, kid in a couple classes, like what kindness um, kind of centered around that um, and took a photo of each of them and wrote kind of under it what their response was. And we did this over a process of a, a, a bunch of different trips. So like over a process of a couple months. And the point was that um, at a young age, like having those conversations on like kindness and caring, because the project I was in with them was called Making Caring Common, um, was to get kids um, thinking about things like that so that, you know, in their mind, it's just like, I guess it's kind of like just starting the idea and like making sure it's like helps with like emotional intelligence and things like that. But um, yeah, giving them like a physical reminder of like, this is what it means to me. And like, this is what I can do in my daily life. So like, if we ask like a kid, like, what does kindness mean to you? They might say like, oh, it's like, playing with someone on the playground that like didn't have anyone else to be with um and when they like see other people's like their other in their grade and things like that I guess just having that conversation with each of those kids was what was like impacting them and giving them like just to keep those conversations yeah I really appreciate like you working with kids at such a young age both with your like organization and through this because it really will impact their their lives like going forward from that point. So that's really great. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think like the biggest time you can obviously make an impact on someone is when they're younger. Yeah. So when we talked last week, you provided a long list of awards, including NCWIT, Girls Impact the World, and more. Can you briefly describe your work in these contests and awards? Yeah, so um, the Girls Impact the World, um, it was a film festival. So I um, just made a video um, that was supposed to help inspire girls to get involved in STEM. Um, and I, I, yeah, I was a finalist for them. So that was really cool. Um, and the uh, MC Wit, um, that, that was just like, they um, just gave out, uh, award technology um and for like high school age girls in technology um and it's just like uh for showing like passion and like um just like involvement in stem so like yeah just um just basically like all the stuff I've been doing with code with Lily and things like that um oh, was okay. Yeah, congratulations on your achievements. And as a result of all your hard work, you've actually been on NBC News and as a keynote speaker at Microsoft. So is public speaking a passion of yours or is it something that came like as a result of all your work? So um, I wouldn't say it was like a passion of mine, but I do. I'm on my school's debate team. Like, I guess I was the captain of my school's debate team, but um that that was always something I really loved doing. Um, I don't know, if, like, I don't think it's because like, I like to speak in front of a lot of people or anything like that. But it did give me like a lot of good practice. So it's not something I'm like nervous about at this point. Um, yeah, and it's something that I, I, I really, I really love doing that. I'm definitely continuing with that in college. Um, so yeah, that's a really great thing. And I totally encourage like anyone to 
uh, get involved with things like that, even if it's not something you like to do, because you just like learn so much by doing it. Yeah, and it will definitely help you communicate like in the real world. Yeah. So you're really a role model for young girls all across the world. So can you tell me a little more about your role models when you were a young girl yourself? Yeah, so um, my school when I was uh, younger, so like much younger, um, they have us, they had us do this project where you pick like an inspirational person, like learn about them and dress up as them. And uh, the person that I ended up getting was Marie Curie. And for some reason, like any time we would have any sort of project like that, I would always end up getting her like they would pick me to like do a, like a biography on her or something. So um, she was always and like, I thought that she was so cool, because especially for like a woman at that time, like to be able to um, be such a successful scientist when like, they were not accepted in the field at that time at all. Like, she's such an inspiration um, to any like to but honestly to anyone today, because she just shows that like, if you're passionate about something like you really don't need to care about what uh, is like expected of you to do like she just went for it. And she was so successful in what she did. Exactly. Like she broke stereotypes. And I had to do a similar project when I was in sixth grade. And I chose Clara Barton, who was a similar character. So I think it's really important for um, young girls to like, have a role models, because there's so many women out there that broke stereotypes and changed the world, even despite like all of the stigma and stereotypes around women and um, STEM and stuff. Yeah. So considering the lack of female representation in STEM, what is your response to the stigma around women in STEM? So I think that it's like, I think that, um, I think the issue is largely like a media issue, in my opinion, because I feel like when you think of a scientist, it's been like ingrained in your mind that it is a male. Um, and that like women in STEM, when you're watching like a TV show growing up, I, I those girls are always like portrayed as like nerdier or things like that. Um, which is, I think that's like what kind of gives girls that like negative impression. And um, that's like a really huge way to change an issue is just to change like how it's been portrayed to you growing up, because that has such a huge impact, whether we realize it or not. Um, And I think that, you know, there's definitely huge changes happening as of now. And like, I see it, you know, it's still like a big issue today. But it's definitely improving. And um, it's something honestly to be really excited about because I don't, I think that while the issue will take a while to go away, I think that there's definitely huge strides being made. Um, And that like girls are going to be able to have and be able to see those role models now. And because people know that it's an issue. So um, yeah, they're just becoming more readily available and like, of making girls see like, you know what, this is something I can do, like, this is for me, like, things like that, and pursuing what they want to do. Yeah, exactly, because you told me this, but um, if you, you said that if you Google scientists, Wikipedia's first 27 names are men, so I agree that it's still an issue in the world, but there's so many organizations and girls that are rising up to help the next generation, so I think we're definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah. 
So can you provide a piece of advice to young girls who are also passionate about the fields of STEM and art too? Yeah, um, I think that like my best advice, and I think it applies to anything is like, if you're really passionate about something, you should not let like another person or another person's opinion on it, keep you from doing it. It's so unique to be able to be so passionate about something. Like most people, it's like hard for them to find something that they love to do. So you should like take advantage. Like it's a, it's a blessing to be able to have something that you love to do. And like another person, like maybe making like a off comment to you should not affect that at all. Yeah, I agree. So how have you managed to stay emotionally and physically productive during these stressful times due to the coronavirus? And do you have any tips for girls who are passionate about something or they want to do something, but they're like this, these times are very stressful. So do you have any tips on how to be more productive? Yeah, so this like, honestly, this is something I really struggled with at first, I had to finish up my senior year, which is, you know, people kind of get yeah. quite lazy at the end of their senior year, regardless. So yeah, mine definitely, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hit like a very hard senioritis, like it was not good. Um, but I did have like, I had to get my act together, because you know, I'm not gonna like let my grades drop so much that my college is gonna like rescind me or something terrible like that. Um, I think that you have to, um, you have to just like, I think it's really important to try to like have as much of a sense of normal life as possible. Like I try to talk to my friends for like at least an hour every day. Like I realize that's not like productive work time, but like having things like that will make you, in my opinion, more productive because it'll give you like a, like a bright point in your day. So you're not just like watching Netflix all day long, which like I've definitely done. Um, but just like trying to do things. Like I used to like go out, I, we have like a garden. I would like go out in the garden for a while every day um, because it like gave me something to do so that I would be more motivated to go back to do my stuff later instead of just like procrastinating everything all day long. Yeah, having an emotional support and like um, will definitely motivate you to be more productive. Yeah. So this is a very commonly asked question, but do you think that you're admitted into such an amazing school due to your passion projects or your schools? And what should girls try to focus on more? So um, I my answer to this is like, I think you have to have both, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> like, especially nowadays, the college admissions process is so competitive and so difficult. Um, I think for sure, if you just have good grades and good test scores, that's not going to cut it at this point um, because they just have so many people applying like that. And having something that's like differentiates yourself from the pack of people is just so important. It obviously depends where you want to go to school. Um, but I think that you definitely need both. But I would emphasize having other unique characteristics, because they're just not going to accept someone with just like a, an amazing GPA and amazing test scores, like, they're more likely to uh, accept a lower um, test scores and a lower GPA with a higher amount of like passion, because it shows that you actually want to do something with your life, not just like, 
I don't know, not just like spend your whole time working to get a good grade. Like there's a lot more to um, life than that. It's just, yeah, you have to be passionate about something and they want people. Yeah, that's very true. So we spent a lot of time focusing on your scientific achievements and advice, but has there been any mentor who has guided you through this process? And I know you mentioned the your middle school mentor. And so can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, so um, I definitely have like two. So uh, Ellen Fisher from the Young Entrepreneurs Academy has been so, so helpful. Um, because just like with getting the whole uh, like nonprofit started, like she was always like someone who would just like connect me with people and like, do things like that. Um, and that that was always like so helpful. And I think it's really important. Because um, like, I when I like took the class with her, I had no like idea that that would be something that would like come out of it. So like staying in touch with people um, who you know, are like, nice, good people. I think that's so important. Um, and then also, I've interned uh, this summer and the past summer at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia at the bioinformatics department. And um, the uh, doctor that I interned with there, she has been so also like just so helpful in so many ways, Um, just like helping me like kind of understand like the scientific field that I'm like interested in getting into uh, because bioinformatics, it combines uh, science and uh, coding. So it's kind of a cool mixture. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like in all ways, she's been also like so beyond helpful, but Um, And all of those times, like, I interviewed her for, like, a video uh, for my, like, uh, film festival video. Like, I didn't realize that she would become so helpful to me either. So I think it's, like, just making sure you stay in touch with people that you, like, see that uh, you have, like, a bond with or that they're they're just, like, there to help. Especially a lot of women. Like, they want to help other girls because they know how hard it can be. Yeah, that's true. So what I took away from this is that you should – um, definitely take advantage of all the opportunities that you have and as well build it, build relationships with the people that you have opportunities. Yeah, like that is such a huge thing. And like, yeah, for sure. So do you think there's any other way that girls can connect with mentors? Because I know for myself as well, there's so many people, so many successful women out there, but they're, young girls don't have access to them and their inspirational stories and hope. So do you think there's any way girls can connect to these mentors? Yeah. So I think like joining organizations, like being a part of like that youth advisory board and things like that, like you meet a lot of women through things like that. And um, also like volunteering for me, like I volunteer for like, uh, it's called tech girls. That's a really great organization to get involved with. Um, Because when you're, doing things like that, you're becoming in contact with other women who are passionate about helping girls. Like, just because like you're going out and helping other girls, like they want to help you too, because you're a girl interested in STEM as well. Um, And that's like an important thing to remember, like they're there to help you too. Um, And like just going out and like meeting people through things like that, like doing service, which is like so beneficial in just itself. Like you're going to meet other women who want to help you um because like what I've realized is like they all like 
every, um, I interviewed a lot of inspirational women for like uh, my video, which is on the Code with Lilia site. So there's like a lot of like um, uh, interviews of like really inspiring women um, on there, which could be like a cool resource. But they all like were excited to be able to help a girl with a project like this. So I think like not being afraid and like asking for help is like a huge lesson to like learn. Yeah, I agree. And like you said before, um, your plans for the future revolve around business and science, right? So how do you plan on combining these two spheres in your future career? Yeah, so um, I guess like I've always wanted, I like creating things, like creating my own uh, nonprofit, things like that. Um, so I've always wanted to create my own business. Um, but, you know, I do like have a passion about science. So I, I mean, I don't know exactly where it's going to take me, but there's so many different um, new like scientific uh, changes going on right now. And like being able to understand that, I hope like through like learning and like college and things like that will like allow me to like create my own business that's like in that field by it gives you like what I would assume as like a competitive advantage because you're able to identify those scientific changes and things like that. Um, yeah, you're just like more in the know of uh, that whole field. Yeah, so what do you think about the University of Chicago will help you carry out your dreams? Yeah, so um, I definitely had a really long college process um, and like picking where I wanted to go and things like that. Uh, but the University of Chicago like stuck out to me because they have such an amazing research program. Um, and like a lot of like schools, um, do like have things like that. And there's like so many amazing schools out there. So, you know, it definitely like comes down to more than just that. And it's like the people that and the environment and things like that, that I'm interested in as well. But they do have like an amazing um, research program. And they have, um, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but they have tons of Nobel baccalaureates that come out of the University of Chicago. Um, so I think just that, um, environment is something that I'm like excited to participate in because I do want to continue doing research in college um and mm -hmm. yeah doing it with people that are like really passionate and um good at what they do is uh, will be exciting for me yeah and I actually live really close to the University of Chicago and I can like confirm that it, it's a really good school and like my friend also went there so um yeah, it's a really good school. And do you plan on continuing Code with Lilia throughout college as well? Or will you appoint a team to help you carry out the work? Yeah, so um, I, I definitely um, am planning to continue Code with Lilia in college. Um, but obviously, it's going to have to like translate into a, a different way. Because I, mm -hmm. I mean, college is hard, studying is hard. And like, you know, I do want to have a good time as well. So I think that's like a really important thing, especially nowadays when people are trying to like do everything. I think it's like just as important to have like a good social life and a good group of friends. Um, but I definitely do want to continue with it. And kind of recently, um, I still like I'm doing like this class coming up and I'm still teaching classes with tech girls. Um, but I've kind of um, also started creating things that have like allowed me to uh use it as like more of like an inspirational platform and uh, giving girls like mentors and like 
leaders to see through my like interviews. There's like the whole be it's called like the be inspired series of these uh, interviews with inspirational women. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to translate, but I know that I'm going to continue uh, what I'm doing and trying to like do um, as much work as possible um, to continue like trying to get the message out there. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree that it's important to keep the balance between your emotional and as well as your passion. Yeah. So before we say goodbye, can you share with, with me one difference you wish to see in the world within one year? Um, so I guess like right now, the most, uh, there's the huge issue of like the coronavirus going on. <laughs> so I mean, I, this is, I'm guessing a lot of people would say this, but I'd like to see a vaccine or at least people, um, you know, the scientific community definitely needs to like come together. And like, I have been like on a lot of calls about the coronavirus with CHOP. So like, I do know that like so much effort is being put into this, but like, just like if they can come together and like, you know, there's so much we have to learn about it. Um, and I think like this whole, uh, I guess like pandemic is like, you know, it's like definitely like brought a, a, a huge community of researchers together. So I, I mean, I guess I'm just hoping to see like some form of progress and like people like kind of, you know, doing the steps like that everyone can do in their day-to-day -day lives to like help um, mitigate the issue and like help do your, do our, all of our parts for it. Cause it's like a, basically a group effort it's like the way to look at it yeah the whole I, world I agree because the way I look at obstacles obstacles but they're actually like a learning opportunity or something that brings a community together so and I think we definitely need that in our world today yeah so what difference do you want to see in the world with it um so I guess um you know, I, I do think like uh, getting the women, women into STEM and like all that stuff is like hugely important, obviously, because that's what I've been uh, passionate about doing. But I guess like all of that, I've been part of uh, doing like a small targeting, a small part of the issue of like the overall issue of like female representation in the workforce um, in like power positions, you could say in the workforce um, to like help close like the pay gap and things like that. And I know that ideally I would like to see that change in my lifetime. Um, I don't know if it will, but I definitely want to like see like some huge, like large progress. And I, I, I definitely think it will happen because um, now more than ever, people are speaking up about issues and like, as, and doing their part, um, you know, there's like so many important movements going on right now. And um, I think that, all the change happening in this world right now is like, it's been, it's needed to happen for a long time. So I think that um, just uh, 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 women's rights is, you know, that's like a huge, that's a part of it as well. And I think that hopefully like change um, in those areas will be made. Yeah, I definitely think that we're moving in the right direction. And I also had a teacher tell me this, that like everyone's saying that 2020 is the worst year, but um she's saying my teacher told me that it might even be the best year because we're moving we're having so many changes so many people speaking out about different issues yeah I definitely agree with that because um while like 
you know, the coronavirus, that's, that's just bad, unfortunately, yeah. but um, like, Pete, the change was like a long time coming. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just people are speaking out is the best thing that can happen about it. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. And for everyone that's listening out there, Lilia will be teaching a free girls only online Python camp from August 17th to August 20th from 10am to 1pm daily. And you can register at www.techgirls.org slash tech shop slash Python dash programming dash camp. And um, Lilia, can you please share your best method of contact, whether it's through email or social media, if anyone has questions for you? Um, yeah, so um, they can email me at, uh, I guess, uh, Lilia um, Becker 2020 at gmail.com. So uh, that's a good one. Or uh, just through my website, which is code with Lilia. Um, that also, you can like directly email me through that as well. There's like a contact section. So either one works. Okay. And for everyone that's listening, my social media will be um, in the description. So thank you so much for sharing your story today, Lilia. I really enjoyed talking to you, and you truly are an inspiration to girls who are passionate about STEM and anything else. So, and that includes myself. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so goodbye. Have a great day. You too. Today's episode is dedicated to Mary Jackson. Mary was NASA's first African-American female engineer, which was an enormous feat in the 1950s. Mary fought against stereotypes and earned a position as a human computer at NASA, later becoming an engineer. At the time, segregation in the workplace was enforced by law in Virginia. Despite the unfair treatment, Mary continued to prove her talent and became an essential part of the space program at NASA. For the rest of her life, Mary continued to uplift women and minorities in their careers. I urge everyone to watch the movie Hidden Figures in order to learn more about the inspirational Mary Jackson.